Welcome, dear listeners, to a spine-chilling edition of the Conversation Cabin podcast. Tonight, we journey deep into the dark woods of New Jersey, where an age-old looms larger than life. In the eerie heartland, the Garden State echoes through the misty pines, telling tales of a nocturnal nightmare born from the depths of folklore. They speak of a horrifying creature with the head of a goat, wings of a bat, the body of a kangaroo, and a haunting scream that pierces the soul. For centuries, the Jersey Devil has woven fear and fascination together, leaving a trail of perplexing encounters and unsolved mysteries in its wake. Tonight, we gather in the conversation cabin to shed light on this enigma. So, dear listeners, lock your doors and dim the lights. Snuggle in your blankie as we embark on an unforgettable journey into the heart of darkness. The Conversation Cabin Podcast proudly presents Unlocking the Secrets and Mysteries of the Pine Barrens and the Jersey Devil. I'm your fearless host, Farah. Stay tuned, cabin crew. Let's start with the scene, the Pine Barrens, covering an area of 1.1 million acres, roughly 22% of New Jersey's land area. The Pine Barrens is a dense forest that stretches from the Jersey shore to the Delaware River. This area is 2.6 million years old. It has rare pygmy pitch pines and other species that have adapted to the forest fires that renew large parts of the area every year. The fires were here long before humans, and during the colonial era, the Dutch and Swedish settlers developed whaling and fishing settlements along the Delaware River. After the Dutch abandoned their claim to the English in 1664, the English began using the trees in the area, such as cedar, oak, and pitch trees, for shipbuilding and to provide iron to the American military for the manufacturing of weapons and camp tools during the American Revolution, War of 1812, and the Second Barbary War in 1815. When coal was discovered in Pennsylvania, many residents moved west leaving their homes behind, but not everyone left. Those who stayed behind were rural, backwoods families, and for years, they have been referred to as pineys by outsiders, although today, many Pineland residents are both proud of the name and the land. This location has been the birthplace of various secrets not just the Jersey Devil. For example, numerous legends from the Pine Barrens concentrate on individuals exploring and traversing the vicinity. One story said there's a doctor named James Still who was a slave. 
he became very wealthy. People say his ghost helps people when they're in trouble or stranded in the woods. It is said that Quakers were saved from disaster on a stormy night in 1809 by a white stag, a creature that foretells of calamity. To commemorate Emilio Carranza, a Mexican aviator who flew around the world and was about to head on a tour from New York to Mexico City, there is a monument located a short drive away from the Pine Barrens. Carranza was urged to start his journey promptly or his masculinity would be challenged. Yet he crashed while trying to land with just a flashlight to guide him. Folks say that if you shine your car lights at the statue, you can hear an airplane and see Carranza's flashlight in search of a place to land. Now, the most infamous legend in the Pine Barrens is that of, you guessed it, the Jersey Devil. The creature first appeared in the late 1700s when a woman named Deborah Leeds gave birth to a child who she believed was cursed. Deborah Smith was born in 1685 in Burlington County, New Jersey and passed away as Deborah Leeds in 1748 in Atlantic County, New Jersey. She was a Quaker and wed Jaffet Leeds, giving start to 12 of his children. Deborah was the daughter of Daniel Smith and Mary Murphy. Much speculation exists surrounding her and much of the facts may have been lost with time. It was a common practice in those days to name the first son after the parents, which was not the case for her. Deborah named her first son Robert and her sixth son Daniel after her father. Japhet's father was also named Daniel. Mary, her firstborn, emerged in 1704 and her last known child by Japhet, Hannah, was born in 1726. According to the legend, Deborah was a resident of Leeds Point in Atlantic County and she was pregnant with her 13th child. On a stormy night, she gave birth to a strange creature with a horse's head, wings and talons. The creature reportedly screamed and flew up the chimney never to be seen again. By 1735, Deborah would have been 50 years old, which was rather old for a woman to be having a baby in the 1700s due to the lack of medical care. This could lead us to investigate if the 13th child was born with a disability, mental illness or disfigurement, or if perhaps it was a real life devil or beast. Deborah, a Quaker who later converted to Episcopalian upon marrying Japhet, had a rift with the church, which is thought to be why she was accused of being a witch. This is how the devil came to be associated with the Leeds Jersey Devil. It wasn't until the 1900s that the name Jersey Devil began to be used, although he was also referred to as Hoodle Doodle Bird, Wazzlebug, Flying Hoof, and Winged Dog. 
The Leeds family caused a stir with their almanac and book, The Trumpet Sounded, which was heavily critical of Quakerism and George Fox. This led to Benjamin Franklin accusing Titan Leeds of being a ghost from the grave, while their family crest featuring winged dragons made them seem like political and religious monsters. Thus, the Leeds devil became a legendary figure over time. Most of the information about the Leeds family and their devil crest was long forgotten, and all that remains is the idea of an ominous being living in the Pine Barrens. The Leeds devil was reimagined into the Jersey devil, and Mother Leeds has become almost like a specter. In modern times, people are still searching for it on the highways of New Jersey, and Daniel Leeds and his family may be looking on in amusement. The story of the Jersey Devil really gained traction in January 1909, when almost a thousand people reported seeing it around South Jersey. According to Commander Stephen Decatur, who happened to be testing cannonballs at Hanover Mills Works in the Pine Barrens, he took a shot at the creature, but the cannonball only made a hole in it, and it seemed unfazed. Evidence of its presence like strange tracks were found in nearby fields, but the bloodhounds couldn't follow them. Those schools were closed for the day. The inhabitants of the Pine Barrens were not overly worried. The craze surrounding the Jersey Devil seemed to have calmed down until 1927 when a taxi driver in Salem City reported to the police about a strange winged creature pounding on the roof of his cab. It almost seemed as though the Jersey Devil was trying to hail the cab for a ride. When news of the Jersey Devil was publicized in 1960, a wealthy merchant presented an enormous sum of $250,000 for its apprehension. After hearing eerie cries in the night, the town of May's Landing was whipped into a frenzy. The police tried to settle the residents by assuring them that the legendary animal was imaginary, yet circus proprietor raised the stakes by offering $100,000 to anyone who could capture the monster. Ultimately, nobody collected the prize. Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird New Jersey that in 1972, while she was traveling on Green Tree Road from Blackwood to Glassboro, she had a scary feeling. She saw a massive creature way behind her car, which she described as bigger than an average person with thick goat-like legs and a bulky, shaggy head. Chief Ranger McFarlane was appalled and mystified when he encountered a gruesome sight on a southern New Jersey farm in 1980. A group of pigs were found dead, their heads eaten away and their bodies scratched and torn. There were no tracks around the corpses and no evidence of blood around them. In the late 1980s, a group of friends went camping and rode dirt bikes in the Pine Barrens. While biking on a trail about a hundred yards from camp, the engines on the bikes suddenly stopped working. 
One person speculated that it could have been because of the terrain or the nearby power plant. But as soon as the bike stopped, the group heard a loud, inhuman scream coming from the nearby woods. Those who stayed back at the camp heard the noise too, and later on that evening, one of the men went to a bar and told the bartender about the strange yell he and his buddies had heard. The bartender then informed him that he had probably just encountered the Jersey Devil. In 1993, forest ranger John Irwin saw an odd creature while driving along the Malika River. It was six feet tall with horns and matted black fur. The two of them stared at each other for several minutes before the creature ran off into the forest. In October of 2019, a hiker spotted a figure with wings flying over the treetops. Other reports include strange footprints found near homes and campsites, as well as mysterious sounds heard in the woods. Some theories about what the creature could be include genetic experimentation gone wrong, extraterrestrial creatures visiting Earth, and even an ancient spirit of evil and darkness released into our world along with some type of portal opening up near New Jersey's Pine Barrens region centuries ago. The use of modern technology to prove the existence of this fabled creature has grown increasingly more refined, like cameras placed in strategic locations or remote audio recordings. This has been attempted to capture any activity of the mysterious being. However, drone footage has been used in the Pine Barrens, yet these tactics are not always successful due to their restricted reach and range. Despite countless attempts to track and or terminate the creature, it has managed to evade researchers for many years. Some suggest that the creature is cunning and able to camouflage itself, while others reckon that multiple creatures compose the greater legend or myth. While the assumed characteristics of the creature differ, all accounts appear to concur on a few shared details. It has wings, hooves, and a twin-pronged tail. It's bipedal, it sometimes stands in an upright stance like a human, and its eyes can radiate in the dark. A few accounts also report that it has talons and antlers on its head. As we conclude this captivating episode delving into the enigmatic realm of the Pine Barrens and the legendary Jersey Devil, we are left with a profound sense of wonder and curiosity. The Pine Barrens, a vast expanse of untamed wilderness, has long held secrets and stories that have fueled the imagination of generations. From the eerie tales of phantom apparitions to whispers of supernatural creatures, the allure of this mystic landscape continues to captivate our collective consciousness. At the heart of these legends lies the Jersey Devil, a creature born from whispers and exaggerated tales. Its elusiveness, terrifying visage, and alleged otherworldly origins have become synonymous with the Pine Barrens itself. While the Jersey Devil may forever remain shrouded in ambiguity, one thing is certain, 
The Pine Barrens will forever hold its secret close, its dense forests hidden, and haunting beauty will continue to lure explorers, adventurers, and storytellers alike. So, seekers of truth, let us keep going and find out more about the mysteries with an appetite for knowledge and a love of the unknown. Together, if you have had an encounter with the Jersey Devil and would like to share your experience, email me at theconversationcabin at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about it. Thank you for joining me for tonight's episode, season two, episode four, Mysteries of the Pine Barrens and the Jersey Devil. I want to express my deepest gratitude for joining me on this captivating journey. Your unwavering support and enthusiasm have made it all the more rewarding. I invite you to share the Conversation Cabin podcast with others. By doing so, you support the show and foster a community of curious people who want to explore the unknown. Furthermore, I kindly ask that you consider leaving a rating or review. Your feedback and positive reviews go a long way in helping us reach new listeners and continue delivering the quality content you love. It's a free and impactful way to support the show and we truly value your input. I want to learn about your experiences, so if you have something exciting or spooky to tell, don't be shy. Email me again at theconversationcabin at gmail.com. We can use your personal stories to make our investigations even more real and interesting, so don't wait. Get in touch, and your story may be featured in one of our upcoming episodes. I've recently opened my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the conversation cabin podcast by joining us as a patron for five dollars a month you get a variety of amazing benefits exclusive bonus material i'll be putting out free merchandise the opportunity to co-host an episode with me newsletters and even vip live sessions and more until next time cabin crew explore your strange